Hello, and welcome to Simple Man Sermons, the preachings of a simple man called by God to share the good news of Jesus Christ, speaking in truth that hopefully everybody can understand. Now, today's sermon is going to be entitled, It Is Finished. And I'm going to preach about what the it is. Now, the it is finished can be found in John chapter 19. But the entirety of my preaching today is going to be in Romans, in Romans chapter 4 through 8, and a little bit in 10, but mostly 4 through 8. Now, all of these passages can be found in just three or four pages in your Bible, depending on the layout of your Bible and how big your print is. I encourage everybody listening to open up that Bible and jump into the Word. It'll change your life. If you're looking for somewhere to start, Romans is a great book, and chapters 4 through 8 are really just amazing. There's so much in those few pages. So, it is finished. When Jesus was crucified on the cross, he said, it is finished. It is not about work, it is not about your labor, it is not about what you do. It's about what Jesus Christ has already done. Let me read some passages for you here. I want you to listen to, the, to, to what it says. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So there we go. All have sinned. All have fallen short of the glory of God. You're not justified by what you do. You're not made righteous by what you do. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, comma, being justified freely by His grace, being justified, E-D, justified, it's already done, it's already happened, you've already been justified, why, because you're a good person, no, you've been justified freely, by His grace, now grace, if you're not super familiar, is unmerited, unearned favor, by definition, you don't get it by what you do, you get it by what God has done, you have been justified freely, by His grace, through the redemption, that is in Christ Jesus, did you get it through the redemption? That's your good works. Did you get it through the redemption of your hard labor by how many times you've prayed, by how many times you've read your Bible? Is that how you get redemption? No. Redemption through Christ Jesus. Being justified freely by the grace given to you by Christ Jesus. It's already been done. Being justified by Christ Jesus. Now let's continue reading on this page. Abraham believed in God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works... The wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted as righteousness. He's saying right here, if you get it by works, it's not grace. It's given by grace because it's not by works. And it expounds on this other places in the Bible, but I'm just reading down this very same page, just one paragraph after another. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly. That's me, friend. I'm ungodly, and you're ungodly. We're justified by God's grace, not by our works. It says it right there in black and white, in the print, right in front of your face. Let's continue reading, exactly in line. God impugns righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven whose sins are covered. 
Blessed is the man whom the Lord shall not impugn sin. Amen. Amen. That's me and that's you. We're blessed. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven. They are forgiven. Whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord shall not impugn sin. It is finished. That's me and that's you. We are blessed. But preacher, I don't feel blessed. I don't feel forgiven. I'm not talking about your feelings. I'm talking about the truth that the Bible says. If you're going to believe the Bible, it says right here in black and white, you are blessed, you are forgiven, your sins are covered. The Lord shall not impugn sin. Now the very next column, Romans chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. Friends, I don't know how to make it any more clear. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace. It's not something you have to do. It's something that's already been done. Therefore, having been already justified by faith, we have right now peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We've already been justified and we have peace. Are you noticing a pattern here yet? I sure am. Let's, let's read a little bit further down. But God demonstrates His love I'm sorry, but God demonstrates his own love towards us, and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, much more than having now been justified, right now we are already been justified by his blood. We shall be saved from the wrath through Him. So many times when Jesus comes, what does He say? He says, peace be with you. He says, do not be afraid. You don't need to be afraid because it's not about you. It's about Him. How miserable would it be if we went through life thinking, have I done enough? Have I been good enough? Was I good enough today to earn my salvation? Was I good enough today to please Jesus? Was I good enough today to please God? Friends, God is perfect and beautiful and incorruptible, and He doesn't make mistakes. You're not going to live up to the image of a perfect God. The good news, the gospel is, you don't have to. It's not about you. It's about God. It's not about how good you are. It's about how good God is. It's not about what you do. It's about what Jesus Christ has already done. It is finished. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid because it doesn't depend on you. It depends on Jesus, and He's perfect, and He's beautiful, and He already paid the price for you. Don't turn your back on His crucifixion, as if He died for nothing, and you have to earn salvation by your good works. The Gospels are very clear that you're never going to be good enough to earn your own salvation. If you were, Christ wouldn't have had to die. Now, see, this is on the very same pages. For if those... Who are of the law, which means they are justified by their works, are made heirs, then faith is made void, and the promise is of no effect, because the law brings about wrath. Friends, don't go around trying to be justified and perfect under the law. For we've already read in these passages, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But we have now been justified freely, not because of the law, because of the grace of Jesus Christ. That's why it's called the New Covenant. The Old Covenant was justification by works. 
The new covenant is justification by the blood of Jesus Christ. That precious, beautiful, life-giving blood. How beautiful a thing it is that while I was yet without strength, Christ came down and died for the ungodly, for you and for me. That's also found in these same pages. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Now I'm just going to continue to read this chapter in Romans and see if it doesn't speak to you as it speaks to me. All this reading has been in Romans chapters 4 and 5, by the way. But the free gift is not like the offense. For by one man's offense many died. Much more the grace of God and the gift of the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from the one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came to many offenses resulted in justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned through one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Now how many times in that short passage that I just read did you hear the words free gift? It's a free gift. It's not like the offense. It's a free gift of God. You don't earn a gift. A gift is freely given. If you had to earn it, it would be a pay. It would be a wage. That's not the word that they use here. In fact, Paul in other places says, if you had to earn it, it wouldn't be a gift. It wouldn't be grace. That's a whole other part. I'm just reading through Romans 4 and 5. But the free gift, the free gift came through Jesus Christ. A free gift, by definition, is not earned. A gift is not given because you earned it, a gift is given because the giver is good and the giver is generous. It's a free gift because Jesus Christ is generous and He loves you. And He gives you this gift freely. It says receive the free gift. Don't try and earn something that's already been given to you freely. How insulting is it to somebody if they come to you and give you a gift and you say, No, 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 I don't want to accept your gift. I want to pay for it. I want to earn it. Here's, here's my filthy money. I want, you, I want to earn it. I don't want to just receive it from you. I don't want to receive it as a free gift of love that you give to me. If you're doing that, you're doing it out of guilt because you don't think that you deserve it. And you don't deserve it. He's not doing it because you deserve it. He's doing it because he's a generous, loving God. It's a free gift. Accept it. The free gift came through many offenses resulted in justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace... And the gift of righteousness, it's a gift, friends, it's a free gift of righteousness, of grace, of unmerited, unearned favor. The gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. How many of us want to reign in life? How many of you out there are walking around with your countenance falling, with your head down, feeling like you're stumbling through life, like every day is a struggle, like something's missing? That's not reigning in life. God doesn't just want you to live, He wants you to reign in life. And what does He say to do to reign in life? Does he say to go out and earn and struggle and toil and, and get it by the sweat of your brow? He says receive the free gift. What a beautiful God. It's not about you. It's about God. It's not about you earning it. It's about a free gift. There's a free gift waiting for you to reign in life. Receive it. Accept it. It is finished. It's already been done. That gift is already waiting for you at the table. Unwrap it. Go to it. Receive it. Enjoy it. Notice the theme here, friends. It is finished. All this stuff has already been done. Continue reading down in Romans. This is the next chapter in chapter 6. For 
He died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you, that's you and me, likewise you reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are dead to sin. Continue reading. For sin shall not, that's a legal term, it means shall not, never ever, sin shall not have dominion over you. You are not under law, but under grace. Bam. Done. It's already done. For sin shall not have dominion over you. You are not under law, but under grace. How much more black and white can it be? You don't get it by the law. You don't get it by earning it. You get it by grace. Salvation is not but through good works. This is a major problem I have with what the Bible actually teaches and Christian culture today. And I love Christian culture. It's a great, beautiful thing, but only as long as it matches up with the Bible. You ask a lot of people walking down the street, are you a Christian? And they'll say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. And you ask a lot of people walking down the street, how do you get to heaven? And they'll say, by being a good person. Friends, that is not, do not be deceived. That is not what the Bible says. The Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. It's a free gift. It's freely given. You don't get it by being a good person. You get it because Jesus is the best person, and he paid your penalty. I'm going to give you a little analogy, a little parable. So, let's say that there's a judge, a magistrate, a public official in charge of the law in whatever jurisdiction you're in. And he's got all these rules, and he's always following you around. And he's always saying, if you screw up, if you do this, I'm going to throw you in prison. Ah, you better not do that, you better watch out, you do this, I'm going to throw you in prison. I'm going to put you to death. Those are the punishments. Prison and death. You better not screw up. You better not screw up. You better not do this. You better not do that. What kind of relationship do you think you're going to have with that magistrate, with that judge? Probably not going to want to spend a lot of time around him because you're worried you're always going to screw up. Now, let's say that you're already in prison. You're already condemned. You've already broken the law. You're serving a life sentence. You're going to die in prison. Now, let's say that that magistrate comes and says, you know what, you are guilty, but I'm going to set you free. I'm going to put somebody else to pay the penalty for you. Not because you deserve it, just out of pure love. I forgive you, I pardon you. I pardon you of the crimes you've committed and the crimes you're going to commit, anything you can ever do, it's a free pardon. Friends, that parable is about you and me. That parable is about justification by works or justification by grace. That judge, that magistrate, the judge of all, the creator of the law is God. And that man is us. If you're always worried about screwing up, if you're always worried about being condemned, if you're always worried about if you've been good enough, if you're striving to be good enough, always wondering if you're going to heaven or hell, always wondering about that, you're not going to have a good relationship with that judge, with that magistrate. So many times in the Bible it says, do not be afraid. You can't, you're going to be afraid if you're always worried about being good enough. Because like I said, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. Run to God. You've already been pardoned. There's no reason to shy away from Him. You are forgiven. Now, a lot of you are going to say, but preacher, what about works? What about doing good works? 
Yes, good works are a beautiful thing. Good works are a fruit. Like I said, if that judge comes and pardons you, how much are you going to love that judge? How much are you going to want to do good things for that judge? How much are you going to want to be around him and please him? Those good works are going to come because you know you're free. Because you know you're forgiven. Freedom. Peace. Love. Joy. Those are all fruits. And they will result in good works. Good works do not get you salvation. Good works flow out of the peace and assurance that you have salvation. That's what makes Christianity the only true religion. Such a beautiful religion that it changed the world. Not by the sword. By peace. By love. By joy. That's how Christianity works. Look at all these other religions that are based on doing. About being good enough. About doing enough. Read the Quran. Friends, I've read the Quran. See what it teaches. It doesn't teach justification by grace. It teaches by works. Which is what... Sadly, a lot of Christians think it's going to get them into heaven, and it's not. It's not about works. It's not about you. Thankfully, it's about God. But look at all these Muslims running around. Why are they so afraid? Why are they killing themselves? Why are they killing other people? Because they're afraid. Even, and I'm no certified Muslim uh, theologist, but even Muhammad on his deathbed wondered if he had done enough to get into heaven. What a horrible thing. That's not a religion that I want. That's when you get people running around in fear, chopping people's heads off, crashing planes into buildings, because they're taking it to the extreme. They believe that religion, and they believe they need to do something to be justified, and they don't know what that is. They never know if they've done enough to be justified. Read the Quran. It never says, do this list of things and nothing else, and you'll be justified. You're always wondering, in fear, if you're going to be justified or not. Friends, don't be that... That's not what Christianity is. That's not what Christ teaches. That's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, teaches. Be at peace. Don't be afraid. 365 times it says in the Bible, do not be afraid. It's already been done. Be at peace. All the other religions are about doing, about doing this, about doing that, about this and that, and doing and striving. Our faith is not about doing, doing, doing. It's about done. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. This is continued reading from the book of Romans. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, that's father, or daddy. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage to fall back again into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness of our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Friends, think about this. That is not an accident. He says children and heirs of God. Now think about this. An heir inherits what the Father has. An heir, an heir doesn't inherit what the father has because he earns it. He doesn't inherit what the father has because of who he is. The heir inherits what the father has because of who the father is. Because of what the father has achieved. Because of what belongs to the father. That goes down to the heir. It's not about the heir, it's about the father. You are a child of God. An heir doesn't inherit based on works, they inherit based on who the father is. How beautiful is that? It's not about the heir, it's about the father. 
You are. It says right here in black and white. And if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Do not be afraid. It's already been done. Let's continue reading. God is for us. Who can be against us? Who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us? How shall he not also freely give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who can condemn? Who delivered his own son? How shall he not also freely give us all things? It is God who justifies. It is God who justifies. It is God who justifies. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or a sword? No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What can separate you from the love of God? Can your sin, can your misjudgment? No, if it could, then your sin is greater than the blood of Jesus. And nothing is greater than the blood of Jesus. In all these things we are more than conquerors. What can separate you? Nothing, because it's already been done. It is finished. It's so simple. It's so beautiful. Believe it. Accept it. Walk it out. Those good works will come as a fruit of that. Be reminded of how much God loves you, of how free you are. It won't cause you to sin. It will free you from sin. Those good works will flow out of you like the living water that they are. I got one last passage for you just to clear it up. It's on the very next page in my Bible in Romans. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. I'm going to read the entirety of that passage. For they, and this is talking about the Jews, they try and earn salvation by their works. This could equally apply to Muslims, because they also try and earn it by their works, or any other religion really that tries to earn it by works. Or mistaken Christians that believe they earn it by works. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness for everyone who believes. You are righteous. You are righteous by the blood of Jesus. It is finished. Friends, it is finished. God is not that judge, that mean judge walking around waiting for you to screw up to condemn you. Don't look at God like that. God is that judge that has already pardoned you. He loves you. Run to Him. His arms are open wide. Thank you for listening to another sermon of Simple Man Sermons. If it touched you, if it blessed you, please share it with others. Like I said, if you want to read, if you want to open up that book, it'll change your life. All the reading today was found on just a couple pages in Romans. Romans 4 through 8 if you want to read it. Um, anyway, if you liked it, share it. And if you need prayer or you want to contact me about uh, the sermon, about things I can do to improve, things you like, things you didn't like, you can contact me. My own personal email is mi. L-I-T-O-227 at gmail.com. M-I-L-I-T-O-227 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. 
Have a blessed day, friends.